Hey, just real quick, if you're in Australia and still have old analog clocks, it's time to upgrade so that your swimmers can see the clock. The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is now available in Oz. They're distributed by Tim Lane in Brisbane, and I've got a special deal for you. Just email him at tim at swimnerd.com, tell him Brett Hawk sent you, and get yours today for just $7.99 Aussie dollars. So email tim at swimnerd.com and order your Swim Nerd Pace Clocks today. All right, Richard Scarce, welcome to the podcast, mate. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Hawkey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to get some uh, legendary Aussie coaches on the program. I've had some, had some of the best swimmers in history come on, so I figured why not get some of the best coaches out there in the game. And you're definitely one of them, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, thank you. <laughs> talk to me, mate. What's happening with you guys right now? Where Where are you at? We're, we're coming out of quarantine. Yeah, we uh, we've had a couple of months back in the pool which has been good just at mm. bond university there so um been good to get the guys back in and training and just doing the odd um time trial and hit out and and that sort of thing so you know it's obviously just would have finished olympics yesterday i suppose and um so that's been hard um to yeah well, difficult for them to get their head around but um yeah they have enjoyed being back training and um actually some of my younger guys have done some pvs and um, in some of the get-up swims we've had, which has been great. Mm. <laughs> so just looking forward to the next opportunity, I guess. Have, have you guys got any restrictions in terms of how you train, when you can train, those sorts of things? Yeah, we did initially because the numbers expanded to 100 plus. We were okay. We just had to sort of observe the social distancing and and sanitary things and stuff like that. So um, yeah, being at Bond University and sort of, they understand who's there. You know, everyone signs in. It's a pretty good um, uh, cap on numbers with our squad, so it hasn't been too bad. We even had the surf squad back in with us, and mm. yeah, so we keep you know just keeping an eye on it and keeping it all under control. But they've all been able to train pretty much back to normal, which is great. Nice. Yeah. Who are the Who are the guys and girls under you right now? You think would have had a chance to be swimming at the games uh, this week? Uh, Alexander Graham is one. Uh, he won the 4 by 2 relay last year, Worlds. Um, Jenna Strosh, my breaststroke girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. We've got some young guys there that probably might have served them well another year on from, from here. I think they're just a bit young, but um, we'll see how they go, see how we go in a year's time and we'll keep them progressing. So, yeah, it's a good, good young group. I've actually got about 10 in my squad at the moment. Mm. You know what? What were the conversations with them? Um, maybe, maybe you know, as you guys had to get out of the pool, and then maybe as you came back into the pool. Uh, we um, we finished up in March, and uh, it was just very abrupt when we stopped. <laughs> so we sort of had a meeting, and you know, they were still a bit shell shocked. Obviously, those those top level guys, and um, mm. been a little bit older. They uh, it just took a little bit to get their head around um, for a couple of weeks, but we stayed in touch day to day and, and then uh, and sort of sent them out dry land sessions and some ocean swims and mm. you know, being on the Gold Coast, pretty good for that in that regard. So, and just, yeah, we got back in after about uh, eight weeks, I think, out of the water, way out of the pool mm. and um, just built up again. And, and I found they came back pretty well, actually. They, they stayed reasonably fit and... Um, we just reset and uh, go again. You know, we just had some ideas around competitions we'll have at the end of this year. You know, I'm not sure about ISL, but we just live in hope, obviously. And if, if not, we'll just have some local meets. Yeah. Start our Queensland champs at the end of the year and, and just get back in, into line with the competitions we'd normally have. So just trying to sell it that way. And, and, the, and the guys have been pretty good. You know, just training pretty hard, but keeping it pretty balanced as well. Yeah, Mate, there's a lot of talk about athletes and and mental health these days. Um, mm. Not a lot of talk about coaches and mental health. What do, what do you think about the you know the coaches being you know ripped ripped away under under their feet? You know of their of their livelihood too. I mean, what did, how did you yeah. handle it? What was it like for you? Yeah, it was tough because we were going pretty well there, and uh, obviously things came to abrupt halt. But um, yeah, I found it fairly challenging, but. I don't know. I just, I just kind of, you know, see it for what it is at the time and then, uh, and just reset 
Um, obviously not too quick, but just just reset the goals, and it doesn't matter when it's going to going to be. I think, um, like yourself, Hawkey, and, and the swimmers, we all would love to get there in, in the end, whenever that may be, and we'll just um, pace ourselves and, and get ready for the next round if it, when it comes around. Now you said yeah. a couple of younger ones had come in and done some PBs off the bat. Like why? I, I've heard that from many people too, by the way. And I've, I've started yeah. to f- started to try and figure out why that's going on, or try to get an understanding of it. What's your perspective on that? Ah, <laughs> uh, I think you know. I mean, obviously they were probably destined to go some PBs when the trials came around, but um, they just got a bit of a mental freshen up after getting over the initial shock. I think they just. You went home or um, stayed on the coast and just had a bit of a rest maybe around the training, um, something a little bit different. And as we got back into it, we just, um, I don't know, it just gave them a bit of belief around the, the base they've got behind them. And, um, yeah, just to sort of uh, have a crack at some, I don't know, just, just getting them up for a time trial at the end of a training session and just a bit of belief. Um, around that and all just getting behind each other. Some of the guys managed to step up and do some um, personal best, which uh, surprised them a little bit, but it's, I don't know, it's just mental, isn't it? Um, state of mind and seeing what they're capable of doing, even coming off uh, not a huge amount of work, um, really only sort of six weeks back into it. So, yeah, I think just, uh, I don't know, yeah, it's just the challenge and it's probably just challenging them and, um, then wanting to get the most from themselves, they're eager to get back into it, and um, they're determined to see where they're at and what they can achieve, and maybe into next year. So, because, I mean, do you yeah. think we should read into it? Like, if I'm hearing this from all all mm. programs around the world, Americans and Europeans <laughs> and Australians, you know, people are swimming best times coming out of very little work and and feeling fresh and mentally yep. uh, ready to get back into it. I mean, are we overtraining these athletes? Uh, should we look at the way that we train athletes, in, uh, swimmers especially, in terms of the, the daily, the weekly programs that we're putting up? Yeah, Hawkey, you know, it certainly makes one think about it, doesn't it? I've, you know, I've mm. seen uh, your write-ups on that and uh, I certainly think about that side of things. Um, maybe, I don't know about overtraining. I, it's certainly, I think, a break every now and again is very good for them and mentally more than anything. I think the physical side of it, they can manage pretty well. They pace themselves well through the season and we work in blocks. So I, I try to keep my training training very balanced as well. I try not to overdo it in one area um, too much, but um, listening to yourself over the years, I met you all those years ago and um, take a bit from everywhere and, and old school coaches as well. I know they need the work for the, the middle distance guys I have for, it's a big week of racing, right? So they've got to be able to handle that. But mm-hmm. particularly Alex is a bit older. He's got a fair bit behind him um, training-wise. But even so, he likes to do a bit of work. But we're just trying not to overdo it. <laughs> Overtrain, yeah. as you're talking about. I think it's, even with the sprinters, I think they like to do a, a bit of work. But yeah. then we're not, not overdo that area. And then um, and just keep them nice and balanced. And, and they're not too... I don't know about burnout's the right word, but just, just too fatigued that they can't get up and swim fast. Otherwise, they start to lose that momentum, don't they? And they get a little bit, yeah. I don't know, a bit dejected by that. So it's just a, it's just a balancing act, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what is your philosophy now? And, and um, you know, obviously, as coaches, <clears throat> we evolve and we develop and, and we have beliefs and, and we learn and listen and, and, you know, we're always tweaking, but... What do you think in terms of, let's say, let's say you're coaching a 200 freestyler or or a 200 Mm. 200 swimmer. What do you absolutely believe in that they need to be doing? How much do they need to be doing? Um, You know, what's your weekly schedule look like for someone like that? Uh, Well, we train about nine times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, We sort of average around six Ks, I suppose, maybe down to five. It's It's not huge work. I think it's just what I'm doing within that, in that work that, Counts, you know, to sort of balance the week with uh, good quality sessions. Um, well, you know, I have aerobic and endurance and quality phases that I work through. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I often touch on, like you talked about a sprint set a little bit earlier, but I, we do have those, but I kind of work speed every day, um, shorter speed, you know, and I just have a nice um, cross-section of that sort of work. So I, I believe that they need the endurance as well, for, particularly for the 200. You see a lot of those 400 guys will win um, Olympics. You know, they work that back end, and yet the fast guys can get out and split well 
early in the race as well. So you do need you need both <laughs> components, don't you? Yeah. To be able to put a good two hundred together, um, along with the skills. So yeah, I think even the hundred, you know, you need that endurance, the back end of it, as I've seen with some of my swimmers that have been more hundred, two hundred, as you've noticed over the years, but I still think they need that that work, just not too much of it that they lose all their speed because you need to be able to finish the race and hold that stroke together. So yeah. it's a tough one because yeah, yeah, the endurance guys can you know, they can finish that race pretty well. If they're anywhere near them, <laughs> the yeah. hundred meter mark, they're they're tough to hold off. But yeah, I don't know. I just and I think the sprinters that I've had, you know, they they kind of like that they like the bigger work as well at different phases we're doing. They kind of enjoy getting into that, just having that confidence they know when we get into the quality and the fast stuff that they can really manage a lot of repetitions and which serves them well, I think, through the week of racing. They seem to back up well uh, race after race. And, yeah, it's just that confidence when they get behind the block, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Might have had some interesting conversations uh, lately, you know, with some of the best athletes in, in history, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I asked this question to Ian Thorpe and I'll kind of pose it to you. You know, the, the mm. 50 freestyle and the 100 freestyle seem to have jumped in the last 10 years or, you know, 10, 15 years, take, taken massive leaps forward, uh, especially the last yeah. 10 years, let's say. Um, why hasn't the 200 free gone with it? You know, everybody's swimming 21 mids these days. Nobody was doing that when I was around. Everybody's swimming 47s these days. Nobody rarely was doing that, you know, when I was swimming 15 years mm. ago. So why hasn't the 200 taken the jump where people are swimming what Ian Thorpe was swimming all those years ago? Why isn't everybody doing that? Yeah, he's a, he's a special athlete, Thorpe, isn't he? I mean, you know, and there's, there's a lot of those around now, but I think um, in listening to him talk and, and your discussions as well, um, I'd have to agree with him. I think it's just been prepared to put up with the pain. Um, you know, spinning a fast hundred where they'll all eyeball each other. I think that first hundred I've noticed the last few years, and I kind of even my guys to a point. I think maybe some years back I tried to get them to go out really fast, and, and you've got to back yourself. And maybe they did early years, but now it seems like they'll just sit and watch each other and then try to go the back hundred. But by then, you know, the, the back end guys can can get them and. Uh, yeah. They don't really post an overly fast time. So I think it's just been prepared to split a very good 100. I think you know, Ian was good at 51, but those guys going 47, they can 50.49 yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um, and have the work behind them through that max VO2 work and endurance we were talking about earlier. And uh, be prepared down that third 50 to really put some hurt on <laughs> before going to the last turn. Yeah. And, and it's all heart and holding the stroke together, uh, fighting for that last... Um, that last 50 and the hand on the wall first, isn't it? Which I think yeah. can create a get down close to that world record of Biedermann's. It's, it's one of the toughest in there, isn't it? 142 flat. Yeah. And I think it's possible to get mm. that with the guys that are going so fast over the hundred as you yeah. know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? The skills they've got. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I asked Joe, what do you James what do you think? Oh, what do I think? That's a good question. I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I knew too. You know, I'm trying to yeah. discover it myself. I'm trying to ask these questions. Um, mm. You know, I don't know why that, why it hasn't taken that, that leap forward. I think that um, mm. uh, we must be, we must be doing something in our preparation wrong mm. um, because it seems as though what I think, what I think we've done well is sprinting in the last 10 years is um, we're recovering better. You know, we're recovering our athletes better. Um, yeah. I think we're swimming very fast and I think we're swimming very slow technically. And I think we've cut out a lot of the middle ground for sprinters. And I think that's why you've seen a jump forward because uh, mm. I believe that you've got to swim fast in practice in order to swim fast in racing. So I think that there's this now an emphasis on speed in, in practice. And like you said, you, you mm. swim an element of your practice fast every day, which I think is important as well. But, mm. but we're also um, understanding recovery better. You know, we're allowing the athletes to recover so that they can come back and perform the next sure. day and build these blocks, you know? And, yeah. and so we have a deeper well to, to dig from, you know? So, mm -hmm. Yep. I believe that. I'm not sure why that hasn't translated into some fast 200s as well, mm. because uh, 
you know, the fifties and hundreds have definitely jumped forward. So. Oh yeah. It's a hard, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line. Is it? It's a tough balance over those distances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Certainly is. yeah. I mean, you got to be able to turn around, come back and put another hundred together. It's a tough one, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked James Magnuson, um, what yeah. his favorite set for, for the back end of his hundred was, or, or even cause he was, he was known for his second 50. He would just destroy people. And he told me that he did, um, three fifties on 10 minutes from a push. And oh. he, his aim was to be anywhere between 22, nine to 20, three three from a push you know 22 nine yeah. from a push is, is smoking that's moving very good very and good. uh yeah so he did that and that was his that was kind of his bread and butter the one that he felt like if he did that he, he knew he was on fire um is there something that you do for a hundred or a 200 is there a set that you like to go to for either one of those distances that you feel you know really good about yeah we um we we tend to do it's not such high rest but i think I've had sets like my dive 20, dive 20, push 30, push 40, and then push into a 50 back end mm -hmm. and maybe three 100s active recovery off the back of that, like a three or four rounds of that okay. um, through a set. Um, you know, dive 20, that might be on, on a 60, you know, 70, 80, and 90 cycle. So it's not overly huge rest, but they'll push the 23s on that. Um, my, my better guys, um, I've had maybe sets like three ones on a 130, holding about A2 and then push into a, go into a 50 back end and same sort of outcome. Then more 100, 200 swimmers, I suppose. I never really had the all out 50 swimmer, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I don't tend to have such high rest. I never really did a lot of that. Some of my guys didn't like it necessarily. I never really did a lot of that, but um or yeah, just just top end fifties like a fifty dive all out with um, four hundred fifty uh, aerobic or steady steady state uh, four rounds, you know things like that, and just mix as I said short speed throughout most sessions, a lot of dive twenties and things like that for speed, but for back end yeah twenty thirty forty fifty, mm, love it, three ones and a fifty. Uh, for trying to work, we, I always one of my favourites is one hundred fifty and two fifties best effort. We might go about eight rounds of that, and I'll get down twenty fours. That's not that's more of a two hundred sort of set, but yeah. um, a tolerance set. But it's um. Well, what would the one fifty be on? Early season, we'll go. It's quite hard, <laughs> so we'll go like one hundred and fifty on two minutes. Mm -hmm. Two fifty is very hard on either thirty five or forty, depending on the athlete. Um, wow. Eight rounds, even up to twelve rounds for the distance got middle distance guys, mm -hmm. and then go to like. 150 on two minutes, 30, a 50 on 60, a 50 on 90, eight rounds. And so they go pretty fast on those. It might be 125, 26 on the 150, and then some 24s, 25s on the, on the 50s. That's more 200 base, but yeah, this gives them some confidence, I think, through those races, um, 200, 100 through the week. Yeah. But yeah, Maggie did some special stuff, I think, with um, some of my other blokes in the past. Um, it would have been more of a probably a higher rest set, more on like two thirty something like that that Maggie's talking about. But um, maybe two minutes thirty for those back end fifties. Maybe some twenty two highs, twenty two sevens has been the best we've pushed with uh, skins on, which is pretty fast for push fifties, isn't it? Um, wow. Yeah, real fast. Um, so you always wanted that forty six eight or better, <laughs> <laughs> as we all did. But um, it's a tough one, right? It's yeah, one. Your, your fellow got that, but yeah. Very yeah, hard. Very is, hard that, is, is that what you do with with your athletes? Is do you you look at the ultimate goal and then break it down into segments and try and piece it together to get the to get the the one piece? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bit by bit, and um, absolutely, and uh, it gives them confidence doing, as I say, dive twenties, push thirties, twenty five, whatever the distance might be, um, in, in increments. You know. Um, and then, uh, of course, coming home as well on that 50 back end and, and just the confidence on a number of repeats or whether, what, what rest they've got off the back of that. Sometimes they put their hand up and let's go again, one more easy 50 and we'll go another one. Mm -hmm. And just knowing they can come back in, in, in a quicker time um, under fatigue. And as we get a bit more rest, getting closer, we'll do a couple of little broken swims. And yeah, and I guess that gives them the confidence knowing in, incrementally they can, they can achieve it, putting, putting the race together. And I, I totally... 
absolutely what you're saying, you know, just in, in those little increments, um, yeah. knowing they can do that, um, it gives you the confidence to try and put off the swim, all, all going together on the day. But yeah, as you know, being a swimmer yourself and swimming so fast, it's a it's a very difficult thing to do. But the guys have obviously done it, <laughs> the world record holders, and others have come close. So he's still trying. So yeah. What do you we'll do? What, yeah, we get well, for sure, yeah. and, and we're all trying to get faster, right? And we're all we're all trying to yeah. do things that haven't been done. How do you mm-hmm. talk to your athletes about that? In terms of the ones that that are legitimately um, chances to break world records, um, how do you talk to them about doing something that's never been done before? Um, yeah, I think just just day to day is it like when they are? You know, I think you're right, but the recovery is important. It enables them to. Uh, recover well enough that they can put the swims together when needed. Uh, even but even early phases when they're uh, still building fitness and they're surprised with the training that they can do. I think it just uh, gives them the confidence, and I try to give them a lot of confidence around that. Without, um, it's not really a conversation like uh, it's never going to be good enough. It's always pushing for a bit more, and you know, and and just putting the the ball on their court so that they kind of, which they do, as I just said, they'll put their hand up and ask to do another a push hundred or a push 50 or mm. whatever, or a get up dive hundred and which is what the ownership they've got on that. And, and just knowing that they can, uh, they can do it, I think under fatigue. And then I think when they, when we get to racing as well, same thing, when they're a little bit fatigued, um, you might only give them a little bit of rest, but just enabling them to, and what, what my wording is around, you know, some part of the race they can do really well, um, or the whole race and see how, how much they can hold on. And, uh, even down as far as the turns, just to see what they can manage in a, in a uh, and the belief around that, what they can manage in a race at a certain meet, whatever level meet it is. And I think just over time that grows, that confidence. And just quietly when you get to the meet, you just, yeah, try and, t- try and take them down. Yeah. <laughs> you get, for themselves. Just yeah. better themselves, really. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah what, is it, what is it about you? Why, why do you love the elite coaching, mate? Why have you put yourself in a situation where you're coaching some of the best athletes in the world? I don't know. I, I guess it's elite, but yeah, I don't know what that is. I think it's um, any age, I suppose. But yeah, I just going through the age group ranks, you know, state kids, age group kids. Um, uh, still love coaching those guys if they're able to get into the group. Um, some days we join in together and just... Just, just pushing each other. You know, the, the the athletes pushing the coach to to um, trying to beat the set we put up, surprising us and us. You know, challenging the athlete. I think I just enjoy that, and I don't know. I d- just seeing what they can do. Like I, I suppose it's a surprise sometimes when the the athlete pulls off a swim. You think, oh, didn't think we were quite ready to go that fast yet, or you know. So that's that's always pretty good. And they come over and. How about that one, coach? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's pretty good, you know. But um, so you like the human yeah, potential side of it, like you like to see, yeah, just, uh, see yeah just, do things you didn't think you could do. Yeah, just remarkable. Like even watching you, just how fast you went all those years ago, and then guys that have the potential to do that and try and go faster, and just it's just awesome to watch them. Uh, how happy they are to achieve something and realize, oh, I didn't think I'd go that you know quite that mm. quick at this point, and. Let's train a bit harder, a bit smarter, and, uh, and see if we can and, and beat that time or beat beat myself. I, I don't know. It's just um, just kind of um, yeah. Just uh, I don't know. Just it's, the enthusiasm every day just keeps you coming back for more, doesn't it? And yeah. the, the ups and downs of it as well. Like it's you just don't ha- always have it right, and and that's it's a good challenge in itself, isn't? It? As you know yourself, I think. Um, uh, I think I didn't quite get that right, and how can I do that better? Yeah, a little bit smarter. Um, you know, just always learning, and I think the athletes want the same. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's rewarding around that. I think, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, mm. Big rivalry between Australia and the US, and and it, it's always mm. been there, and and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. You know, we we love uh, to beat them; they love to compete against us. From a from an outsider's point of view, looking looking at the US, what is it you think that um, they do better than us, or they do really well? And what is it that you think the Aussies might do a little bit better? And and something you're proud of that that you guys do? Uh, yeah, I suppose we always admire the the team, the Americans, how well they I think through their NCAA's uh, that you guys they have those competitions and. 
how they get behind each other with that. I think they come together well at the Olympics. They don't seem too, it's not too daunting for them. I don't think, I don't think the Australians are, I don't know, we're not scared of the Olympics or anything like that. I just think they are quite accustomed to it, aren't they? I think it's like our GPS, I suppose, or school carnivals, whatever we used to call it back yeah. in the day. I think um, it was something that lifted the team around. You could always swim a little bit faster, a little bit tougher in that, yeah. in that environment. Yeah. So I think when, when we're in that frame as well, the Australians tend to do well um, at that time when it, when it feels like that in that team spirit. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they've got necessarily any better training sets or I think we have had, had for distance guys we've had, we've learnt from the Americans years ago and, and vice versa is what Kieran did and, and swimmers like that. Uh, even for sprinters, we've had some marvellous sprinters. and So, I don't know, it's just always that challenge of coming up with, as you say, the recovery around it, um, how do we get quicker, um, being bold in your attempt to... to to, to in getting your hand on the wall first, yeah, there's a lot of heart around that. I think the Americans are very proud and um, very proud country, and I think so are the Australians, and we shouldn't forget that. I think that's a big part of it, you know, just that real bold spirit <laughs> and uh, yeah. something for your country. I think that's a it's just a strong force, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, yeah, it's always going to be a very strong rivalry, and it's just it's it's awesome. I mean, the whole world's caught up, but I just think um, that's a big part of it. And, the belief around that, just a quiet belief the Australians have, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the Anzacs had. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Aussies, just, Aussies are fighters. They've always been fighters, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they always, they, they know they can win and it's, it's like the, the Americans are the same. And I'm sure the, and the British too, like mm. Europeans is tough too. It's just in a different style maybe. So backs to the wall, just interesting what comes out. So, but uh, I hope it continues. It's such a good, I think good friendly rivalry. They're such good competitors and um, they love the challenge. I think the two, if you're talking about USA and Australia, there's such a good, um, strong challenge, but they're just, um, it's very sportsmanlike, isn't it? They just, they want a good fight. The Americans want to put you know, want us to put up a good fight and vice versa. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> At the uh, end of the day, after the, after the dust up. <laughs> it is. I, w- I wish the South Africans and the Kiwis were a little mentally tougher, you know? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty tough, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> They're tough. <laughs> <laughs> They're so tough. <laughs> you see them in the rugby too, and the South Africans uh, are swimming, and oh, yeah. Brazilians, and uh, you know, the guys you've coached, oh, man, how tough are they? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. the New Zealanders with the... Yeah, for a small, for a small nation... Just, oh, just yeah. remarkable. So tough. So I tough, love it. Man. I love the spirit of all these countries. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to compete, you it's know, fun. and it's yeah. just a great environment, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, talk to us about the Olympics. You know, what what was your what's your Olympic experience been like? You know, um, what's it like well, competing at Olympic Games? Yeah, I've only had one. Uh, Rio and got to yeah. catch up with you there. It was awesome yeah. <laughs> in the gym. Yeah, and uh, on the pool deck. But um, yeah, it was good. You know, like I. I was the relay coach for the four by one. That was a that was a hard fought, I think, bronze medal we got there. And um, what what makes it different though? Like what what makes the Olympic environment different? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just um, everyone lifts so much. I think it means so much to the athletes and all the nations coming together. It's the enormity of it over all those all those years. Uh, I think not letting that get away on you too much. I, I don't know that I. I did as a coach, but but even um, it's hard when you're in that environment. You just want to do the very best you can for the country and for your athletes, don't you? And, and the athletes want to do the same. But um, yeah, I, I first time for me. I mean, I really enjoyed seeing all the different athletes there and um, and the racing. It was uh, it, go, it goes so quick. I mean, it's such a such a cauldron, isn't it? Of mm. so much going on. Um, it's just trying to feel like. I think for me, trials were great for the Olympics. Just um, my own sort of mantra was just trying to slow everything down and just taking each race at a time. And like the cricketers, you know, seeing the cricket balls like watermelons, that type of slowing mm-hmm. things down. Um, and that can be difficult, I think, in that environment. Um, and I guess with experience, you know, yeah, you can do that. It all comes with experience and, and the coaches around you. It was great talking to you. Uh, 
some of the older coaches um, and from all different nations, you know, they had a lot of, there's a lot of advice and a lot of uh, good and hard learnings as well while you're in that environment. Does that give you a hunger to want to get back to it? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. You think, well, it wouldn't change that, but I could do that better or, you know, and so forth. Um, Preparations, everything, but also just, you just want to get in that ring again and, you know, even the very next day, you think, we'll have another crack at this and it's such a beast. (laughs) But it's um, just has you beckoning again for a bit more. (laughs) <laughs> another time mate the first time i went to the olympics uh was sydney 2000 and um yeah you know everybody kept telling me you know the olympics is once in a lifetime and, and mm. i've been to five now which i'm kind of pissed off by yeah. because uh you know like wow. uh, at the first time i went i thought well everyone's telling me yeah. i'm only going to go to one so i'm, I'm going to take yeah. it all in so I, I did the whole experience i went to the opening ceremony i um you know walked around and tried to yep take all the village in i tried all the different international food you know i um i tried i tried to just take it all in you know what i'm saying and 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 i felt like by the time i got to my race i was physically and mentally exhausted like i was really exhausted you know i even i even supported my teammates you know and i swam on day seven so by the time i got to day seven i felt like i'd swam a hundred different races you know um (laughs) So the next time I went back, I decided I was going to go for my athletic performance. You know, I was mm. going to the Olympics to perform yeah. at the Olympics and I wanted to give it a hundred percent. I didn't, mm. I slept through the opening ceremony, had no idea it went on. I, I yeah, had right. no idea what other athletes were there. Um, yeah. you know, I, I just stayed in my own bubble. I stayed in my own head and I said, I'm going to perform mm. day seven. That's the day I'm going to perform. And, and I went and I, I swam my final and I yeah. finished six and, and mm. I felt okay that five people, there was only five people in the world that beat me. But yeah. five, I was okay with that because I'd given Incredible. it everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So was, was there anything that you look back on in 16 and say, yeah. oh, man, I could have done that better, you know, as a learning experience? Oh, look, I, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go to the opening ceremony and I uh, tried to keep everything pretty consistent. I've, I've never been to one before, but I just, yeah, just went through the routine of the training sessions and um, preparing the athletes and that sort of thing and the, and the relay team. But I suppose uh, for me, more treating it like probably just about any other meet, I guess. Like it's, um, yeah, it's the Olympics, but the more I look at it, um, yeah, you, you don't need to put any more emphasis on it than anything else. So the athletes are already doing that, I think, for themselves. Um, and you just want to keep it pretty pretty relaxed and calm and just enjoying that experience, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't change too much, I guess, um, through the preparation. I, you know, you just, maybe it's just a manner that you have. I, I don't know. It's hard to notice yourself. But if anything, you just, it wouldn't change too much, you know. It's only very subtle changes or differences you, you do. But, yeah, I, I don't think, um, it's just more that, uh mentally i suppose or maybe just mind you the vibe you're giving off i I don't it's hard to know looking (laughs) from someone else's perspective to me you know um you don't know yourself what you look like but yeah i I was on the uh, brazilian team and we were situated in the warm-up pool kind of halfway halfway down the pool you know that's where the brazilians were but but the aussies and the americans were next to each other in the back corner Mm. and and this is something that i observed and and i want your opinion Mm. on this you know right the Americans were in the back corner. The Aussies were next to them. And for whatever reason, somebody bought a cowbell, you know, to, to uh, the meat, uh, one of the yeah. Americans. And, and every time an American went up for a swim, they would ring the cowbell. Every time an American mm. came back, they would ring the cowbell. And every time they rang that cowbell, the whole American team would get up and celebrate. And whether, yeah. whatever it was, it was just a celebration that somebody was competing at the Olympics for the U.S. And, and this yeah. cowbell rang. And every time that cowbell rang, the whole Australian team, from my point of view, yeah. would stop and stare at the Americans and look at them and, and just stare at them in amazement and, and look at this team of yeah. people coming together. Oh. And, I, and I noticed that for I the remember. first few yeah. days, you know. So, <laughs> in your opinion, did that did that have a psychological effect on the team? You think? Uh, possibly subtly, you know. I think obviously everyone's got their own mental and physical preparations they're going through. Um, I mean, I looked over it a few times. It's like 
for me, it's probably like, oh, is that Smoko? You know, <laughs> been with the country. <laughs> but um, or a bit of Waikato Chiefs game. But no, it was very well done. I thought, um, you know, they really did celebrate each swim and I thought that was pretty good. Um, mm. I did notice even our team and some of the guys looking over each time, it was fairly often. And maybe it can be a little bit distracting even if we didn't know it, you know, mm. but um, and you kind of want your own thing. You know, I just thought walking in, you know, we could be, you don't have to be over the top or anything like that as a team, but we're pretty tight, the Australians. Like, I always, you know, as I said before, Anzacs, we've got our own thing, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, yeah. our own thing, and, and we need to stick to that, whatever that might be, and um, whatever we, we like to do, I think, as Australians, it hold us pretty tight. And, um, yeah, it's fine they're doing that. It worked for the Americans, and, and uh, yeah, it's well done, isn't it, as, as a team? I think it probably takes a bit of pressure off. Um, maybe there's always their top guys that have a lot of races on that produce a lot. And, mm. you know, maybe it just uh, it feels more as one as a team rather than just individuals, eh? I mean, I know yeah. it's an individual sport as such, but it probably helps uh, around that, doesn't it, with the performances of, yeah. of, of teammates? So, yeah. Mate, um... What do you think? <laughs> I guess, you, know. you know, I thought I thought I could tell that, you know, from my point of view, like I said, the first few days, um, it, it seemed to catch the team off guard a little bit. It seemed as though the, the team were kind of like a little bit in awe of the of the Americans. You know, the the Americans have a presence anyway, and and I think yeah. they they enjoy um, letting other people, letting other countries feel their presence. I think that's yeah. part of being an American. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, they truly um, enjoy that aspect of mm. um, being a strong nation for sure. They're very proud yeah. of their flag, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and it seemed like they were just kind of in, imposing their will a little bit on the Australians. And it seemed to mm. me that it was having an effect on the performances a little bit. And, and, mm. And look, this is just an outside looking in. Yeah, you know, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't on the inside of the Aussie team, but it certainly looked like it had an impact. And I thought it was very smart. I thought it was very intelligent. Yeah. Um, and I, and from what I can remember, I can't exactly remember what the change was, but there was some type of change after day two or three with the Aussies. I can't remember exactly what you did, whether you put a barricade up or you turned <laughs> your, your stuff and stopped looking at them or something <laughs> physical happened. I can't remember what it was, but it was certainly yeah. a, a physical reaction of like, all right, let's stop worrying about what they're doing over there and start focusing on what we're doing, you know? And it, oh, seemed, sure. it's, it yeah. it seemed like performances kind of, um, turned around a bit. Turn around. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know, the, but look, the psychological mm. aspect of swimming is so big and it's so important. Mm. Um, I know the Aussies do a great job with sports science and and the physiology and 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 mm. kind of the numbers and those things. I think the Aussies are at the forefront of leading the world when it comes to that stuff. Mm. Uh, how can we do a better job, or how can you guys do a better job of of the psychology of of performance? <clears throat> Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it? Uh, you know, as I said before, I think, um, yeah, just looking at what our traits are, I suppose, what, what makes Australia tick, you know, what we hold dear to us. And, uh, um, yeah, and obviously the flag for the uh, United States and what their background is works for them. And it's the same for us, you know, what's our backbone and what's important to us. You know, I think it's just working out what that is. And, um when the Olympics come around and what it means to the to the Australian people, you know, I think oh, we can use State of Origin, for example, like it's um, a team going out Western Queensland to see what it means to all the all the people, um, you know, playing for Queensland. It's mm. not them individually as a player. Um, yes, they're superstars. They might think that of themselves as well, but it's quite humbling to see, no, it's, it's, you know, it's about the state and, mm. and, the, and the country. And this is important to us as long as you put everything in, that um, we just want to see you put up the best fight you can. We're happy with that. You know, it's not about how many gold medals you must win. I think it's more about the, the fight. <laughs> Putting that, the fight that's up. actually a really good example because m- most Americans won't understand what we're talking about now, but they have yeah. a state rivalry with Queensland and New South Wales and they have that's these right. rug- rugby league teams. And, and, and it's not always the case that the Queensland rugby league team, when they come together as a selection, 
and they and they mm. play against New South Wales. It's not always that they have the best team on paper, but they always no. seem to find a way to win, dig deep, and have they have enormous pride in Queensland. And and there's yeah. been years and years of just Queensland dominating New South Wales because of this pride. And I do think yeah. it's very similar when it comes to the US and Australia in that sense, because yeah. ultimately, look, look. We put up what forty-four athletes. You but you both take the same yes. amount of numbers. You know, you take same 20, numbers, 22 yeah. girls, twenty-two guys. Mm. Why is it that the U.S. are always so dominant over us? Um, it's something that we need to figure out. And we've got to stop saying yeah. that it's because they have more numbers than us. In a sense, yeah, no, the only way we're that, yeah. no, the only way we're ever yeah. going to beat them is, is that there's belief, like like the Queenslanders have over New South Wales. But um, yeah. I think that's yeah, a really good uh, example that you bring up. Well, they come come together from all different states mm. in America and like in Australia, when they come together to swim, same with the uh, state of origin, they come from different clubs, and yet mm. they've only got a week together. And yep. um, I think the United States do a good job of that. I think they, they really band together well on their staging camps. Obviously, whatever they do, I wouldn't know exactly, but you've been amongst it for a long time now. And, um, you know, you were swimming at that very time when the Australians happened to Went over the uh, United States in 2001. We had a lot yeah. of good swimmers, but it was tough fought win, but a lot of belief there. And um, yeah, it can be done. It's, <laughs> it's an extraordinary time, but yeah, I think it could be probably more often. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I love our country and I, and I do love the spirit the United States bring as well. I, I really enjoy watching you know, all aspects from all the different countries, but at the moment, we've got to try and work out what we're doing. <laughs> I suppose, but yeah. Well, who do you think uh, are, uh, are the best chances for for wins next year at the Olympics in terms of the Australian team? Not to put pressure on any one particular swimmer, but there's obviously people that uh, have yeah. some really good shots. Who, who do you think's up there right now? Oh, look, yeah, a lot of the guys are swimming well, weren't they? Prior to the shutdown, uh, like the United States, and I think that's always a good showdown with with. Um, you know, Caleb and Kyle, mm. um, fantastic swimmers. And I mean, there's some great up and coming hundred guys from around the world as well, obviously, and they'll, they'll want to challenge, but um, they've got some, they put a good race together. They, they're very tenacious races. Um, yeah, Emma McKeon, she's been swimming really well. And, and there's some other young sprinters too. I think the girls, they've got such pride in that four by one. You know, they, they've, um, I don't know, they seem to be guys always trying to, trying to make that relay. Um, uh, as well, I think Kate's come such a long way. She's such a such a athletic um, being, isn't she? Specimen, She's a fantastic, yeah. oh, yeah. such a great racer. And yeah. I mean, there's so many of them too. The, the Americans do that well. Uh, Sarah Sostrom, those girls. But you know, um, Max so tough over that 400. You know, he's experienced now and he's not a mm. veteran. But um, there's just so many young, big-hearted young guys that want to take them down. So I think it's. Uh, it's a really tough one to, oh, I don't know, in the, in the 200 in Australia, I think that's very, there's a whole final of guys that can mm. make that relay. You know, mm. I think that's going to be, um, they're going to have to be pretty bold, aren't they? Like young Clyde Lewis, you know, he's he, he races uh, very tenaciously um, over that distance, the way we like to see it probably done. And and yet there's, there's guys that have their strategy as well. So it's going to be a real, that'll be a fight in itself. <laughs> Just yeah. having a few guys in that one that, I've got a couple of guys that you want to make that make that team and have a win, but it's um certainly preparation, a lot of belief, and uh, yeah, it's hard to put any names on it, isn't it? You got yeah. some yourself. I mean, I, yeah, it's a tough one to call the hundred, the old uh, blue ribbon event. <laughs> well, look, look, everyone over here believes it's a game set match with um, Caleb Dressel, and and obviously right. he's proven his worth, and, oh, and absolutely, and, you know, he's he's earned that respect, but mm. you know anyone who's closer to Kyle Chalmers and, and, and I've seen it myself. I mean, this, this obviously he's Olympic champion defending, yeah. um, but he's no joke and, and he can certainly uh, match it. He can certainly <laughs> match it. Yeah. So from, yeah, from a little bit of the, a little bit of the inside from you, uh, I'm seeing it from the mm. outside. You tell me from the inside, what does he do? Well, what, what makes <clears throat> him special? Uh, just, well, more often than not, he just gets his hand on the wall first, doesn't he? I think he, um, uh, not every every major championship, but just a lot of the time he's able to, particularly his back end, he's extraordinary, his back end. There's a lot of power and um, mm. he's getting, he's, his physique, he's learning more about that, I think, with his age and, you know, he gets himself ready at the right time. Um, 
such a great racer. Like Caleb, you know, I think he's got a lot of top end speed and um, and I think Kyle's trying to, you know, he's obviously those boys are trying to improve in those areas as well and skills. You know, Caleb's so skillful. Um, I think Kyle's always um, improving there as well and I think it's going to be, um, I mean, there's lots of other guys too, but I think, you know, I don't know that it'll be an out-and-out win for one in particular. It's going to be a pretty hard-fought race for a number of guys. But, yeah, I think, you know, I, you wouldn't put your house on it. No, no. <laughs> and either of the guys. But, yeah, it's certainly uh, just the, uh, the little nuances of the 100, as you know yourself as a swimmer, it's 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 all the timing of that and, and the composure around that to who can get the hand on the wall and that side, that last five metres is crucial, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is is there something about his personality that, uh, you know, that you know of him just just outside mm. of the pool that makes him special that that enables him to get his hand on the wall before everybody else most of the time? Yeah, he puts across that relaxed persona, doesn't he? He's uh, he's um, don't know. He's got such a well coming from Port Lincoln. You know, what do they call him? The big tuna. <laughs> he's a very tough background and footy as well so I think he's not he's not afraid um he just loves the competition uh likes challenging himself so I think um yeah I, that's one of his um just a real yeah like Caleb I think neither of, the, neither of those guys seem too too perturbed by each other they yeah. just want to race a good race and put everything they've got in it to see who gets their hand on the wall first <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mate, I'm going to ask you a tough question. <laughs> I'm going to put you on, put you on the yeah. spot a little bit. Um, uh, go for it. I have plenty of those. <laughs> um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe you don't want to go into too much detail, but like from, from an outsider looking in, um, Cam McAvoy was one of the fastest swimmers in the world at one stage. And he was, he was just, was, yeah. he was dropping times like crazy. And it, and it was like, this guy's incredible. What happened mm. to him? Like, where, where's he gone? And, and this, is, this is someone who's living in America, and I get this question a lot. What happened mm. to Cam McAvoy? Where's he gone? Yeah, Cam, um, well, he, well, he moved on. Uh, yeah. He wanted to change probably a couple of years ago, just over a couple of years ago now. Yeah. So he went over to TSS, um, trains with Chris Nesbitt over there. I think he's having a break at the moment. I'm not, not entirely sure, but um, still stay in touch somewhat. Uh, and he's... Um, yeah, he's a good fellow. You know, he was he was going he was going very fast. Um, mm. We had a good build, I think, from when he came to me in 2012. Um, yeah, dropped some great times, some great stuff in training as well. Uh, extraordinary stuff, really. It's exciting to coach and work together. Um, very good trials preceding Olympics. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure whether. Yeah, pressure's one thing. I don't know really individually how. How. Each person deals with that. I'm not sure, and um, we haven't talked about it in too much detail. Like sometimes it just gets the better of you, and maybe the, the meat or how your body's feeling during that week. Um, that was pretty tough because I obviously for both of us, you know, and, and the team because he was. Um, I mean, great for Kyle, and he, he did a great job in that race. He timed it very well, and full credit, you know. But um, for Cam being, he was quite a ways in front going into that meet, and it was just getting that right. Um, mm. for that particular week, but it was okay in parts. But, um, yeah, just, just got the better of us maybe and um, didn't put the best race together on that day. And, um, you know, it's, I think even on a, probably a, even a slightly off swim, he's still got had a chance to be right there amongst the medals. So I've already felt for him there. Um, and do you think you that know, can but, scar an athlete? Like, do you think that baggage can, you oh. can carry that baggage with you? Oh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, he's a very intelligent young bloke and, and um, you know, he puts things in perspective, I guess, and, and it's always one that, yeah, sure, he would have wanted to have won that and um, like both of us, but, you know, that's sport, isn't it? And I think um, he handled it very, very graciously, you know, raising you know, Kyle's arm in the air as a victory. He's a very good sportsman like that, Cam, and, um, you know, I think... Um, uh, we probably aim to, yeah, you would like a world record or a, or a great swim at that particular meet and, um, and grab a gold medal. But uh, he put everything into that really early early in the meet and we got a bronze there. And, uh, but then, yeah, the rest of it was kind of just a little bit off. And, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, 
I don't know about Scar. I'm lucky the following year we came back uh, at trials and had a win there and he went 47 higher there and he sort of got back on the horse to, to his credit. You know, we mm. really worked hard to um, come around and uh, I think he did a good job there because, I mean, it's hard, isn't it, in the, in the following months to get over that and then yeah. and go forward again, which he did reasonably well at. But, yeah, you know, um, not sure what, what type of work he's doing Presently, you'd have to ask him or his coach, but I, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, he, he was, um, and his skills are quite good too. He was pretty good off the wall. I get some pretty good turns and, and uh, just great speed, very explosive, and just a great, sit, sit, sat well on the water, didn't he, when he went fast? Yeah. And he oh, was yeah. fun to coach, that's for sure. We pushed some pretty good things in. Had you, had you get it together on the day, I, I suppose it would have been closer to the world mark, but, um, but you're just trying to get your hand on the wall. It's all about racing and he loves having a win like, like the rest of us, <laughs> I think. And yeah. as a young bloke, he was very, I use that word tenacious. I remember him as a younger athlete too. He loved to have a win. He was, wasn't the biggest kid and he really enjoyed that, that aspect of it too. So, mm. yeah, um, yeah, you, you were there with me, weren't you, in the, in the cauldron with your athletes. And yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a tough one to handle, but uh, that, that's sport, right? Yeah, no, it is, and, I, and I've I've been there watching you, and I and, I've, yeah. and I, you know, I've really enjoyed sitting back and watching you with your athletes. I've always I've admired you for many years now, and the way that you handle it, and the way that you prepare oh, them, and um, been a, been a big fan. You know, that's why I wanted to talk with you. You know, um, oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, Phelps just brought out this documentary that uh, talks about the weight of gold and and talks about mental health. Uh, are we doing enough down in Australia for for that? I mean, what? How could how could we support our athletes better in terms of the amount of pressure we put on them at the Olympics? And then, you know, after the Olympics are done, some some of the athletes talked about in in this documentary. They talk about kind of being, you know, chewed up and spat out, and then moved mm-hmm. on to the next one. So, uh, are we are we doing anything <coughs> different down in Australia for our athletes? Yeah, look, I think swimming in Australia have some you know, some, uh, some good people in place there to have, have done so for the last period of time and to be able to talk to them during preparations in the meet and, and post-meet as well, and even around selection, if people miss out, whether they've made the team or not made the team. Sure. Either way, I think they've um, recognised that over the years, which is great. Um, yeah, you're, you're a fantastic swimmer yourself and realise the pressure of all those things that come with it. And... Uh, so that's great they're doing that. And I, I think it's just talking to guys like yourself and whether it be coaches and athletes and, and just good mates, um, being able to feel like they can talk about that, pour their heart out and, and move on. I think that's very important, isn't it? Rather than just mm. letting it go and thinking it's a, it's a win or a failure. I think mm. you just got to, you know, I think that's, um, that's the main thing to get through it, isn't it? Whether yeah. you've had a win or a loss is, is, Phelps, he would have said, you know, it's um, never easy at either end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's good. I think uh, they've got that there. Oh, good. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, good to know they're doing stuff. Um, yeah. Mate, talk to us about the ISL. Obviously, it's talked about being on the Gold Coast in a couple of months from now. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, what, what was your experience like with the you were with the London Raw uh, first year, right? And you guys did exceptionally well. What was that like? Oh, that was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, mm. glad Rob gave you a Guernsey for that one. Um, <laughs> got to see you there, mate, in, uh, in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And, uh, no, I love that. It was, um, like we said before, like those school comps and like GPS when I swam there and uh, a high level, obviously, but just seeing all those athletes together and in that little, uh, just that, oh, just a, yeah, just a great quarter. And, and um, the guys who get up and race hard against each other, and I know it's not the Olympics, but it's... Um, knowing what they can do early season and seeing how fast they can go. And um, I think it's great for racing, isn't it? Just yeah. that just ch- challenge around the, I don't know, the, the spectacle that it is. It's a great idea. I, um, I hope that goes ahead, and especially on the Gold Coast, whether it's this year or down the track, I think it's good to have it all together in one spot where all the athletes can come to an area and all the young guys get to see it as well. Yeah. Um, what, what, a, what an opportunity. What do yeah. you think? I, I thought it was awesome. Oh mate, yeah, I loved it. I yeah. thought it was brilliant. Um, I, I did, you know, from the from the inside. Once you're in on the inside, you realise yeah. how much goes into it and how much money's being poured into it. And I, yeah. I always just question like, how are we going to support this in the future? Because there's so much money yeah. being poured in. 
um, we need to find a way that we can make it sustainable for sure. You know, and I, yeah. I, I was disappointed in some of our athletes uh, worldwide. Mm. I mean, like some of our swimming athletes worldwide right. that it wasn't supported as, as well as it, as it could, you know, um, mm. you know, we, we went to DC and I know, I know Katie Ledecky was on the DC team and, and she didn't mm. even turn up for the meet in her, in her own hometown. And you know, it's like, come on, like uh, we yeah. want this thing to get off the ground. We've got to do better than that. And, and so yeah. some of the, some of that uh, disappointed me for sure, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm in a point now. I, I'm not I'm not doing it um, this this season. Uh, it, it looks amazing. I'd love to be part of it. It's it's incredible, mm. but uh, you know I can't do four or five weeks down on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, you know it's just, just it's too, too, much, to too much. Yeah, but is that something mm. you had put your hand up for if if it goes <clears> ahead this season? Yeah, obviously being at home, I will. Yeah, for sure. It's difficult yeah. to be away yeah. all the time, but yeah. and overseas is tricky. Yeah, I think it's probably a better idea to be in one spot if people can manage it. But um, yeah, it's a good concept, isn't it? And I agree with you. It has to be a there has to be an element of sustainability to it if it's going to keep going forward and all the athletes to get behind it. Yep. It's like club footy again, isn't it? Where they've, yes, they've got to be seen week in, week out, and then you've got to step up to the old. Uh, cauldron of origin yeah. and back to club the very next <laughs> week yeah. it's it's a uh, tough going but still i think it's good for the next generation coming through as well that they get to they get to see the the, the superstars people they idolize and they realize they can do it as well down the track i mean yeah. why not right it's yeah. like, there's a lot more meets on them when you and i were well, particularly you uh, being on australian there wasn't so many back then eh? Yeah, well, that's it. I think it's great for the Aussies because they get more race practice, you know, especially um, mm. high-level international race practice. I think that's kind of one yeah. of the things that has always lacked in the Aussie team. Yeah. You know, you, you swim your trials and then, you know, four or five months later, you go to your major meet and it, it just and we <clears> go through the winter months. And I kind of talked to Magnuson about this a bit. It's like right. uh, he didn't swim from at the 2012 Olympic trials to the 2012 Olympics, he didn't race. It's like, you know, which is, which is, which is the issue probably. Yeah, you know, massive, <laughs> massive mistake, you know? So it's like now oh, we have yeah. opportunities to do that. So it's good. Yeah, I think so. And look, the Gold Coast, I know it's a long way for people to go, you know, Europe and United States and they all, some don't know where it is down here, where we are. <laughs> they all watch out for the drop bears, those sort of comments, you know, like they're worried about the, the animals down here. But look, I think um, it is a beautiful spot. You know, you've been an Aussie, mate. You know that. It's it's it, particularly the Gold Coast is stunning that time of year, and um, there's not too many places like it. It's worth the trip. It's a long way, but once you get here and spend a period of time, it's probably ideal. And um, it's a long way for us to go up north as well. Really, I mean, we do it a lot to go and race, but I think the guys that ever come down this way have really enjoyed it and make some good mates and see some beautiful places as well. And you get the opportunity. Yeah. And the racing is good, nice and hot. Yeah, <laughs> good time uh, of year probably my great spot I, I came yeah. down for the uh 24 uh 2014 uh pan packs down there was made, yes an amazing meet. i remember seeing it. you there it was good wasn't it yeah i loved it yeah. even, <laughs> even the rain to... even the rain that was coming in sideways it was still still fun but uh, uh i did enjoy that meet i must admit <laughs> yeah i loved it uh mate listen listen last question uh rowan taylor is going to be the new aussie head coach what do you think he brings to the table for you guys yeah rose in there he's uh known Ro for some quite some years now and uh, been an Aussie and he also spent a bit of time in the US, didn't he? Mm. But he's, he'll do a great job. He knows, uh, knows we coaches really well and um, knows Australian swimming. So I think um, he'll be great, uh, great in that regard. I think um, Jaco did a, did a great job in a lot of areas as well, brought what he could to the table and I think, and Ro will run with that, but then bring his element to it. And I think he, I think the athletes knowing him, He's quite a very stable character. And I think, um, I don't know, just a lot of support from him. And they, they feel pretty confident around that. And also the coaches as well, like, looks after us that we can have our time, um, I think, around with him, just that support we have and the spirit he brings, very enthusiastic character. And uh, he'll be great. I think yeah. we're looking forward to that, the, the future, you know, with, with Rowan there and yeah. however, long, however long that may be. So... We all want to get underway and he's got some great ideas about the virtual racing and trying to include the Australians and the rest of the world, to be honest, um, as well, just to keep that uh, ticking along. Like we all want it to, want it to happen. So, yeah. yeah, he's very positive, hard-working bloke. So it'll be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good yeah. stuff, mate. Well, listen, yeah. uh, I know you've got some stuff to do and get back to your family and stuff. But listen, I appreciate your time today. It's been awesome. 
Oh, thanks, Hawkey. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening, everyone, if you're listening in. It's, <laughs> oh, it's good to see you, mate. mate. It's the number one podcast in the world. Of course, everyone's listening. Oh, to I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've loved, loved listening to them. Hawkey, yeah, you do a great job, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, I got some good guests coming up. Had some good ones yeah. in the past. So a lot, lot of good stuff there. And, and just it's, it's just real cool to listen to people's stories. Oh. And, uh, kind of there i really you know. enjoy you take a lot from it it's, it's very good yeah. so thank yeah. you yeah. appreciate it mate thank you you're a legend good on you. can't wait to have another beer with you mate looking forward to it right. <laughs> a couple of lemonades <laughs> yeah see you rich see you Augie. bye